You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What is up, Warriors fans? Brady Cloffer here with Golden State of Mind. The Warriors have just won their fourth road game of the year. It only took them 20 tries, but they are at four road wins, and they did it with probably their best road performance of the season, I would say. Um, It was a historic game here on a Friday night. Uh, They were at the Alamo Dome, where the Spurs used to play, uh, and it set an NBA record, more than 68,000 fans in attendance the most who have ever come out for an NBA game. You know, most NBA arenas these days only hold like 18 to 20,000 fans. Uh, So this was a a big deal. 68,000 fans. 68,323 to be specific. That is college football numbers. Um, So very cool. There were mild concerns... No one really voiced these, but mild concerns going into the game about, you know, the shooting ability just because uh, at the Alamo Dome, you know, for a stadium of that size, it's built out rather than up. And as a result, you kind of lose depth perception when you're shooting. You know, most arenas have... You know, they appear when you're on the court to be a little bit shallow, so you have that depth perception when you're shooting. And and at a place like the Alamo Dome, it's kind of just like when you're at a park and you're just shooting into the nothingness with a floating rim. Was not a problem. Both teams shot the ball fairly well. Didn't seem to be any issues there. The Warriors just played really well. Um, That's kind of the simplest way to to word this game. Um, That has just not been a thing that they've done on the road. It's been a thing that they've done consistently at home. They've been one of the best teams in the league at home. They have looked like the championship contender that they should be at home. And they have been, you know, you don't need me to tell you this. They've been awful on the road. You know, we don't need to diagnose this any further. Um, And for the first few minutes, there was a little bit of concern there. There was, I don't want to say it was sloppy so much as they were just kind of cold. Um, Both teams were cold. And then all of a sudden, took about two minutes and things clicked. The Warriors went on a 13-0 run, took a 17-4 lead, and they were kind of off to the races uh, from there. They, Greg Popovich called a timeout at that point. Again, Warriors were up 17-4, and the Spurs came out firing out of that timeout, a 9-0 run of their own. Um, but with, with that 9-0 run exception, it was pretty much all Warriors, pretty much game over from that point on. Um, the Warriors built up a lead. Spurs closed it when the Warriors went to an all-bench lineup near the end of the first quarter. Um, they only had five bench players at their disposal. Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo, Moses Moody, Andre Iguodala, and Anthony Lamb. Uh, and they went to an all-bench unit, uh, kind of college-style. Subbed five. Well, they didn't actually sub five out and five in. They did it. You know, they staggered it, but it was still interesting. You, you don't see a... an all-bench unit very often in the NBA unless it's garbage time. Uh, So that was interesting to see. But 
even such, it was only a five-point lead at the end of the first quarter. And then the second quarter was when they really started to build up that separation. Um, a lot of threes to start the quarter that quickly turned it into a double-digit a double digit lead. Um, Anthony Lamb had a whole bunch of – well, he had three on the game. Uh, it felt like he just was making threes everywhere. He ended up with with 13 points on five of seven, shooting three of four on threes. Uh, really nice performance from him, five five rebounds and two assists to go with it. Uh, and the Warriors just started to look like clearly the better team. They led 74 to 60 at halftime. Um, the defense started to click, which is the important thing. Uh, interestingly enough, for as bad as the Warriors have been on the road, their offense has been as good on the road as it has been at home. Um, as good relative to the league. They're, they're scoring a little bit less on the road because every team scores less on the road, but the Warriors um, are 17th. Entering this game, they were 17th in the NBA in offensive rating at home, and they were 17th in the NBA in offensive rating on the road. They were third in the NBA in defensive rating at home and 29th in the NBA in defensive rating on the road. Um, so that has been where the issue is. I know it sometimes feels like the Warriors can't score on the road, just like it sometimes feels like they can't score at home, um, but their issues have been almost 100% defensively on the road, and they started to put the clamps on San Antonio. San Antonio, obviously not a good team, not a good offensive team, um, so, you know, obviously a little bit of salt needs to be consumed with this meal, but it was still a, a big step forward in the right direction, and uh, the Warriors are going to get a chance to see how big of a step forward it was because uh, their next games, Sunday and Monday, is their doubleheader against two better defensive teams, not good, but better than the Spurs, the Chicago Bulls, and the Washington Wizards. Uh, then they'll go take their pictures with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And then their doubleheader to close the road trip is the Boston Celtics and Cleveland Cavaliers, who are good offensive teams. So very interesting stretch here. We're going to see if this defense can hold. Uh, but anyway, back to what actually happened. 41-point second quarter. They, the offense was flowing, took 14-point lead into the break. And then in the third quarter, there was a brief moment where it looked like they might let San Antonio start to get back into it. They had turnovers on back-to-back possessions in the first minute. The Spurs made a few shots. And then Clay Thompson went ballistic for a few minutes, as he does, and just put that separation between the two teams, and there was absolutely no looking back at that point. I think the lead got up to 25 points in the third quarter. Um, I don't remember how many points Clay had in that stretch. I think it was just seven points, but it might have been seven points on three possessions, maybe four. Um, but it it was just that total, nope, not going to let anything happen, not going to let it cl- get close. Clay was fantastic in this game. No gaudy numbers from the Warriors starters just because this was a blowout. He only played 23 minutes, uh, so he only had 16 points, but he shot seven for 10 from the field two for three from deep, and again, just timely shots, three rebounds, four assists. He was just really aggressive in this game, which was great because, you know, if there's been one knock on his game as he shakes off the rust, it's been a little bit of offensive passivity. Not with shooting, of course. He's shooting a lot, but um, in what types of shots he's taking. You know, there's been a lot of moving away from the basket. Um, 
that sort of stuff. And he was just very aggressive in this game. He attacked the rim a few times. Uh, he attacked players off dribbles and created a lot for his teammates. Four assists to one turnover, that's a great thing to see from Clay in addition to the really good shooting, uh, which he got by taking really good shots. So it was it was over within a few minutes of the third quarter, really, uh, and then it was just a matter of making sure that it never got particularly close. It didn't. Um, they spent the bulk of the fourth quarter with a lead that was in the 30s. They ended up winning by 31, 144 to 113, uh, the only downside was they didn't get to give garbage time to players who needed it because those players aren't with the team right now. James Wiseman is still injured. Jonathan Kaminga is still injured. Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Ryan Rollins are in Santa Cruz playing for the G League. Um, so there wasn't that opportunity. It was prime garbage time. And the other funny part is even with the team up, 30s all through the fourth quarter they had to keep playing starters because of their lack of players they only had again 10 players and one of those 10 was Andre Gudala and you know they don't want to give him a very big load right now still injury managing him still just three games into his season so uh Draymond Green played in the fourth quarter Andrew Wiggins played in the fourth quarter Kevon Looney played in the fourth quarter no one played a lot Jordan Poole was the only player who who eclipsed 30 minutes so it's not like you know they got worn out but it was still very funny seeing you know Draymond Green out there in the fourth quarter with a 30-point lead Kevon Looney out there in the closing minutes of an absolute blowout um but you know that's just the way it goes phenomenal performances off the bench from pretty much everybody not pretty much everybody, everybody. I mean, everyone played well in this game. That, uh, that's not hyperbolic. Every, I, uh, if you read my work at goldstateofmind.com, which I strongly suggest you do, um, not that I'm biased or anything, I do grades after most games, and I grade each player based not on performance in a vacuum, but on performance relative to my expectations for them. Um, and... The lowest grade I gave out was a B to Steph Curry. And a B is the grade I give a player if they are performing at their average level. Um. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, in my eyes, Steph performed at his average level, and everyone else performed better than their average level. Um, 
Again, like I said, Lamb was really good off the bench. Iguodala had his best game. He, he looked spry. He looked ready to contribute. He, again, was the first player to come off of the bench as, the, as Steve Kerr keeps trusting him with the small ball lineups more than other players. Um, that seems to be an interesting wrinkle to keep our eye on. Moses Moody, I thought, had one of the best games of his career. He was just very aggressive. Um, this is my one critique of him is that he can be very passive. He, he tends to just hang out at the three-point line not really doing anything. He made things happen in this game. He dribbled. He, he drove. He cut. He attacked. He passed. He created contact. Just good things all the way through. Um, but the stars of the game were Jordan Poole and Dante DiVincenzo. And it was poetic that those were the stars because those two met in college in the national championship game at the Alamo Dome. Um, so they were, you know, a little bit of the story. They were interviewed by ESPN before the game. Uh, they both played well in that game, I believe, especially DiVincenzo, whose Villanova team won the national championship that year. This was 2018. Um, And so it was, it was cute that they ended up being the, the two highest scorers uh, for either team. Um, Poole was just fantastic. He had 25 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 2 for 6 threes, 7 for 8 free throws, 6 assists, and just 2 turnovers. He was just, he was that perfect mixture that he is sometimes between flashy and substantive. Uh, he just... Everything he did was with flair, but it was also with purpose. And he's so much fun when he's in those in those modes where he's just playing chess almost, where it's he's waiting to see what the defense does, and then he's doing something else. And it's just so much fun to watch. You can just see it. They try to take away his threes. He blows right by them. They try to pack the rim. He steps back for a three. Uh, they put a second defender on him. He finds the open man. It's just a joy to watch. And DiVincenzo was fantastic. 22 points, 7 for 17 shooting, 4 for 12 on threes, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. He has just been a spark plug for this team and all year long. And, and since he started to get comfortable in the system, both on offense and on defense, that spark plug has become incredibly productive. Uh, before he was just kind of a burst of energy who wasn't really doing necessarily all that much. Now he's a burst of energy who is being wildly productive, putting up big numbers. Uh, he was plus 20 in this game, which was tied with Draymond for, for the game high. Really just brought it in all areas of the game, passing, rebounding, defending, driving, shooting. He's really turning into a, a fantastic player in the system and, and it's a huge part of why the Warriors are playing better basketball lately is, is you know, if DiVincenzo and Poole are on their A game, that's such a dynamic twosome off the bench. Um, that is just such a luxury to have. And that's before you get into the contributions of guys like Lamb, Ty Jerome, who didn't play in this game, Moses Moody, Andre Godala, Jonathan Kamingo when he's healthy. So it ended up being a wonderful win, 144 to 113. The Dubs will head to Chicago now, try to grab another road win against a beat-up Bulls squad. And if they play as well as they did in this one, they probably will. So that is what you should root for. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend.